Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Let's look at verse 17. Therefore, if any man... Now man here means mankind. It's neither male nor female. It's talking about mankind. If any person be in Christ... Notice he is in italics, isn't it? That means it's not in the original uh, Greek. Therefore, if any man in Christ, a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That is still the case today if you are born again. You're a new creature in Christ. You should not despise that or think you were just new when you got saved 20 years ago. No, you're a new species of being today. That's what one translation says. You're a new species of being that never existed before. What does that mean? It means that you were a natural man born in sin. And now when you receive Jesus Christ, that vehicle of faith caused you to receive the grace. And now your spirit has been regenerated, reborn. You're a new creature. Glory to God. A new creature. And that faith preserves you. Faith preserves you. Faith preserves you. Faith is not something that is one time. Faith is something that is active. Pure faith is something that you have to continue in. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us unto himself by Jesus Christ and given to us the ministry of reconciliation to know that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and has committed unto us the Logos, the scripture of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors. We're now, once we're born again, we're representatives of the kingdom of God. For Christ, as though God did beseech you or beg you by us, Paul the Apostle and his, his folks, we pray you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Now go to Romans chapter 12. Once you are born again, this becomes the foundational scripture for the rest of your life. I said this becomes the foundational scripture for the rest of your life. The rest of your life. This should be your foundation for the rest of your life. This is not a, a, a one-time scripture, and this is not for new converts. This is for every convert, because every convert is to continue in the faith. And you can't continue in the faith if you don't do this. Romans 12. Let's talk about that example for a minute about your vehicle. What if your vehicle breaks down? Can your vehicle break down? Can your faith break down? How many say no? Not one person. Wow, that's pretty good. Either that or you just don't want to uh, guess. And I respect that. Praise God. Your vehicle can break down. Paul said in 1 Timothy chapter 1 that some have made shipwreck of their faith. If, you, if a person makes shipwreck of their faith, what does that mean they cannot receive anymore? Can't receive any more grace. If you can't receive any more grace... Are you any longer a partaker of salvation? Salvation is the grace of God. If you can't receive it, how are you going to get it? you got to fix your vehicle. Think about it now. 
Faith made shipwreck. What is the ship supposed to do? Take you from point A to point B. If the ship sinks, where is it not going to be able to take you? To point B. Remember, the, the, the ship is nothing more than the vehicle. But if the vehicle's not working, then you can't get where you need to get. So what do you need to do? Fix your ship. Can you fix your ship? Anyone can fix their ship. Think about it. Anyone. When is it too late to fix the ship? When life is over. Romans 13 says that, excuse me, Hebrews 13 says that a man is appointed once unto death and then the judgment. Once death comes, the door is closed. Luke 13, Jesus said that once that door is closed, it's closed. But Romans chapter, or excuse me, Revelation chapter 3, Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. What door? The door of a believer's heart. A believer's heart. That's not a scripture for unbelievers. You understand that, right? He's talking to the churches. And we're reading right now as a church, we're reading the book of Revelation. Glory to God. I think tomorrow we start with chapter 6. Uh, you can get a bookmark. We have them available in, in the lobby if you don't have a bookmark or you need a new bookmark. Or you can just go to the website. It's right on there on the left side of the page. Praise God. But he's writing to the seven churches in Asia. He's not writing unbelievers. And he says to, the, to that church at Laodicea, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will let me in, I will come in. Well, if he wants to come in, where is he not? He's not inside anymore. If he's not inside anymore, what happened? They made shipwreck of their faith. What do they need to do? They need to repent so that their ship can be repaired. Oh, that's good. What does repentance do? Repentance calls the Coast Guard. And the Coast Guard will come up and will pull you up to the top. The Coast Guard's the Holy Ghost. Pull you up to the top and fix your ship so you can continue to sail. Woo! Anyone can call the Coast Guard. Anyone. When is it too late? When your life is over. But it's not too late now. I said it's not too late now. Well, what if they send the sin, the unforgivable sin. What if they sin the unforgivable sin? Do you know what the unforgivable sin is? Well, Jesus said it's blasphemy of the Holy Ghost. But I submit to you, this is the unforgivable sin. The sin that someone won't receive forgiveness for. The Bible doesn't say God won't forgive them. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 6 that they won't receive the forgiveness of God. Anyone can receive repentance. Anyone can repent. The problem is, is that if you make shipwreck of your faith, your heart becomes so hard that you can't even hear Jesus standing at the door and knocking. He's right there knocking, saying, let me in. But he won't come in unless you let him. How do you let him? You push the doorbell of repentance. You repent. And, and what is repentance? Humility. Humility, and humility will allow you to receive real faith. Glory to God, let you receive it. Praise the Lord. Romans 12, 1. 
I beseech you, therefore, brethren. This word beseech means I earnestly beg you. I beg you. Put it up in the Amplified, please. I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you in view of all God's mercies. What are mercies? Mercies is when God gives you victory when you deserve damnation and judgment. Mercy is when you get goodness when you don't deserve it. Oh, man, anybody, anybody had need of mercies before? Man, thank God for the mercy of God. Where would we be without the mercy of God? Thank God for mercy. Lamentation says that, his, that it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. For his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Every morning you can receive new mercy. I'm telling you, every morning, every day, we are to do verse 1. Not as a new believer. You don't, you don't get enough faith and come to a place where you don't need to continue to grow in faith. Did you hear me? If you think you've come to a place where you don't need to grow in faith anymore, you are now in a place of pride. And pride means that you got 14 or 10 or 8 carat gold. 8 carat gold is full of impurities. Your faith is full of impurities if you think you don't need to grow anymore. You hear me? And what's going to come if you're, if you're full of impurity? Trouble's coming. What does a mature believer do when trouble comes? Rejoice! Why? Because you know that that trouble now has the ability to burn out the junk that's in your life. Anybody in here got some junk in your life? Oh, we all do. All of us do. I said all of us do. All of us need to change and grow in the grace of God. How do we do that? We need to widen our tube to receive more grace. How do we widen our tube? More faith. What is faith? The pure word of God. So he said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice. How often should we do that? Every single day. Is this just for new believers? Every single day. Every single one of us. And notice, it's your reasonable. The Amplified says, it is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship to God. Something we do every single day. Verse 2, how do we do this? Be not conformed to the world. The word world here is age. Or period. Be not conformed to this age, but be transformed. The word transformed is the Greek word metamorph. Metamorph is where we get that word metamorphosis. Anybody who's not a biologist or, or understands this would look at a caterpillar and look at a butterfly and not see any resemblance. But the butterfly used to be a caterpillar. It had to go through a molting process. It had to go through trouble. As a matter of fact, it had to die. It had to be in that cocoon and go through a process of death. What does that mean? Death. I thought when we received Jesus, we received life. Yeah, but it's death to your flesh. It's death to your old way of doing things. You have to die to yourself so that he can live. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I die daily. 
How do we die daily? We receive the word of God. That fire from the word shows us the areas of impurity. And when that fire is burning, it is not usually a painless process. Dying to yourself is not necessarily comfortable. But what is it? It's the will of God. It's the will of God that you be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and perfect and acceptable will of God. You can't prove his will unless you do what he said, and that is be not conformed to this world. Who, who does the Bible say will live and abide forever? He that doeth the will of God. The Bible doesn't say he that, that is born again will live and abide forever. It's he that doeth the will of God. Go back now to 1 John, where we started. We're just opening this up today. Anybody excited about this like I am? I'm excited about this. Real faith. Don't give me no fake faith. Is there fake faith? Oh yeah, two places Paul says, talks about unfeigned faith. What's unfeigned mean? Pure. Pure faith. If there's pure faith, then there's fake faith. Don't give me no fake faith. Give me real faith. Why? Because I need real grace. I'm not playing around with God. I need real grace. Glory to God. Don't give me no religious pretend stuff. I need the real stuff. I got real issues. Real stuff going on. I need real faith. 1 John 5. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments well if you're going to abide in his love what are you going to have to do you're going to keep his commandments i thought we weren't under the law we're not but the new testament is full of commandments 1567 or something like that there's more commandments in the new testament than there are in the old testament the difference is is we don't keep the commandment by the mind we keep the commandment by the spirit praise god and his commandments are not grievous, for whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. His commandments are not oppressive. His commandments will liberate us. But for us to keep his commandments, we must know his commandments. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let me show you a few verses. You can write these down. Acts chapter 14, verse 22. And confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith. Why would Paul tell them to continue in the faith? Because if you don't continue in the faith, you're not going to get to your destination. Do you understand? What is our ultimate destination? Heaven. Well, it's receiving the grace of God, yes. But the bigger picture is, is that it is heaven. See, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15 that if you only have an expectation for life in this world, then you are among men most miserable. Our hope is not in what we can receive now. Our hope is in eternal life. That is our destination. It's not getting the big car or getting the big house or any of those things. Many times those things produce a snare in a believer's life anyway. 
If you have a lust to get things and you have a lust to, to have things, you're falling into a snare, the Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 6. The love of money is the root of all evil. Well, I wouldn't know that if I didn't have my faith pure in what the Word of God says. To continue in the faith that we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. What do we do in tribulation? About a third of you got it. What do we do in tribulation? Rejoice. What do we do in trouble? Rejoice. When trouble comes, what do we do? Rejoice. Is trouble coming? Yes. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, Jesus said in the world you will have trouble, but be of good. Yeah, yeah don't get depressed about it. You got the Lord on your side. If God be for you, who can be against you? Come on, say it. The Lord is on my side. The Lord is on my side. Say it again. Yeah, glory to God. Man, when you get a revelation that Jehovah Jireh is walking with you, what do you have to be afraid of? What do you have? You got nothing to be afraid of. Glory to God. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Hallelujah. Acts. Mm, Ephesians 4.13. Write this one down. Ephesians 4.13. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. If we continue. In Hebrews, he says, forsaking not the assembly of yourselves together as the manner of some is. Many believers have stopped going to church. They don't think it's important. And really, they have listened to the lies of the devil, and they've gotten off track. You need to continue in church. Why? Because God said to. That ain't deep, is it? He said you got to continue. He gave you a pastor. Why? Because every believer needs a pastor. Otherwise, God wouldn't have given you one. I have a pastor. I will always have a pastor. I told Bishop almost 10 years ago now, I said, I said, I, the Lord told me to serve you and I'm going to serve you until you go to heaven or I go to heaven. If he goes to heaven, then I got to find someone else to serve. But I will always have a pastor. I'll always have someone who can tell me the truth when I don't want to hear it. See, I've made a decision that if Bishop tells me something, I'm going to do it even if I don't agree. Humility and submission work hand in hand. If you're humble, then you will submit. Ephesians chapter 5 says, Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. If you don't submit to a man, the truth is you don't submit to God. You're not continuing in the faith. You think you've arrived and you haven't. You're deceived. So what do you need to do? Repent. It ain't that deep. The moment you repent, the Coast Guard comes and fix your ship. It's the truth. Your homing beacon turns on and help is on the way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank God for the ability to be able to repent. The angels can't repent. The angels that sinned are damned forever. People that die, they cannot repent. There is no purgatory. There's no purgatory. There's heaven and hell. And the choice you make now determines your future. 
I don't know about you, but I want a good future. I'd rather put a few things aside now so I can enjoy them later than to just enjoy it all now and then miss out on eternity. Whew. I'm telling you, it's all going to be worth it.